You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. This is our weekly conversations with the CFP edition, where certified financial planners join us to have honest money conversations that guide nurses like you on their path to financial freedom. If you want to get your questions answered, make sure you head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash ask to be featured in an upcoming episode. All right, Nurses on Fire, we are back with Marie Thompson, and we are going to be talking about how to invest the easy way to be socially responsible. And this one might throw you for a little bit of a loop, but what is the easy way to invest, Marie? (laughs) Well, the easy way doesn't take a dollar. It just takes a little bit of your time. And so going through all of this, I've always tried to find like the, the easy way that, that no matter how much or how little money you have, you can still have an impact. And the easiest way to invest in sustainability without having the funds to do it is, and we just went through it, is to vote is to use your the power of your vote. That is 100% the easiest way. And by far, it's honestly the most impactful way that you can affect change in terms of sustainability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially at the local level when it comes to initiatives that you want to get put in place. I don't know, here we have a whole bunch of school bonds and all this different kind of things that we're, bo- that we're voting on, how we use water. So it's pretty important to get your voice out at the local level. Yeah. Yeah. And everything kind of, I'm sure there's a saying, but like everything kind of flows uphill, right? So the things that you do on a local level, there's a ripple effect. And if you just take the time, and I, I think that it's hard actually, like there's so much misinformation out there. And it's very much about who has the biggest ad spend. Those are usually the propositions that are most likely to get passed. But taking the time to actually read up on these initiatives and educate yourself on public housing initiatives, anything that has to do, just local elections generally, right? Like, as instead of waiting to to get to the polling place and actually making sure you get there, like taking the time beforehand to learn, like, what does the DA actually do? Like, what does the school board actually do? That's funny that you brought up the DA because that was the thing I was really going to talk about. Like the people, the DAs, the judges, I think those are super important things to vote on because of course, especially in our community, my community, the school to prison pipeline is crazy. And knowing who's basically in charge or making the decisions about who's going to jail and why is super important because our kids are becoming commodities instead of looked at as our future. So it's, it's pretty, yeah, interesting, but you do have a say in that and you need to know what agenda these DAs have or these judges have and see if you can shake things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, We can spend all day trying to invest in funds that don't invest in private prisons, but like, come on, it's way, way easier to use your vote that costs you absolutely nothing to vote and and invest your time in researching judges 
who don't just have the school prison pipeline. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like start right there. It's easy and I get it. It's hard. There's, there is absolutely disenfranchisement within voting and, and there's, but if you have the ability to vote, if you have the luxury of being able to vote, then you do it. And that's how we make like really kind of like long-term meaningful changes. What about people who have been even like mentally disenfranchised or just really feel like they are, their voice doesn't matter even at the local level when it comes to voting or just feel like why bother because it's a challenge for them like maybe they have physical challenges or i mean like they've been strongly discouraged not to vote yeah and i think that this is something that is it's also local right like depending on where you are there's going to be services that will just like go out of their way to support you to make sure that you can vote and other places like it's going to be like the deck is stacked against you. And so it's really hard. I don't think there's a, I don't think that you can really generalize the advice. What you can do is certainly, if you, if you live in a county or a, a state where voting is really simple, basically Oregon, everybody gets a mail-in ballot, right? California, there's a lot of states and, and counties where, where voting is pretty straightforward and there's going to be resources. And then there's going to be counties and states where it's a lot harder, where you have to make sure your signature matches and, and you have to make sure that you dot the I and cross the T, like just right. And in those instances, taking the time to educate yourself, I think as much as possible in advance, just going and looking for official voter information services and asking for help upfront is, is kind of like the, the best that we can do. And it's, it's the most that I can offer in terms of like, what do you do? Because I don't know. I, I don't think it's easy. No, no. I mean, people not having the full capabilities to vote is something that's real. It hasn't been, ever been part of my reality, but I know for a lot of people it has been. So for those people, this might not be the easy button. I just wanted to acknowledge that. And so not saying that, but for the majority of us, it is something that we can do to easily affect change. Like you said, we can try to invest and take away our dollars from organizations that fund private prisons. But if we're not voting against those people or not voting for people who can replace those judges and DAs that are putting our kids into these prisons, I feel like that's so much more impactful. That's something that we can really do to impact change. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that. <laughs> like I said earlier, I I hope I hope that it trickles up. I just, this presidential election was just such a mess. I mean, the last one was messy too. I'm not going to say that this one is probably any different, but it's just, it just seems so like, ugh, like <laughs> it, I can see how it could be discouraging and people not really feeling that they have the power to make change. And so know that you do and it just takes a little bit of time to educate yourself, but it's not a dollar investment. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the impact is, is honestly huge because 
everything from your local elections that affects things like public transit and water, like as you said, who and how our communities are policed, affordable housing, like do you get a bus line down residential streets or not? Like these are all things that people vote on. And so if you don't take the time to actually read about it and vote on it, and you go sign up for like a feel-good ESG portfolio, like sorry to say, you've got your priorities wrong. And you can like have a cotton tote and like buy all organic and you've got your priorities wrong. That's really what it is at the end of the day because a lot of this stuff is, it, it's almost like virtue signaling. Like it makes you feel good to be like composting or like, oh, I've got like an impact fund and, and all that kind of great stuff. At least it seems like on the surface. But really, if we want to affect real change, then, and I know it's like a stupid example, but it's like, it's going from incandescent light bulbs to energy efficient LEDs. Like that's going to save way more, you know, electricity and, and have far greater efficiency than your cotton tote that you take to the, the grocery store. Because it's when it's, it's legislation that forces like big change and it, and legislation forces companies to adapt and evolve, right? Like if there was no legislation and, and being in California, there's a lot of legislation in California and I am not, not saying that all legislation is good, but just the simple fact that auto manufacturers, even after the Trump administration rolled back all these emission standards, auto manufacturers ended up just keeping the stricter standards because California is such a big market, they're not going to retool their entire lines to California and then the rest of the, the country. And so that's legislation in action and having greater efficiency, like fuel efficiency, never a bad thing. And because California is such a big economy, a big state, it kind of forced that to happen. Like that matters a whole lot more than like jumping out of the shower when you're not quite clean, <laughs> right? Like nobody needs smelly armpits. Like just, just vote. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Please spare, spare your nurse too. Anytime you come to the hospital, make sure you take a shower first. That's my public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waste, waste a little water. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks again, Marie. Thank you. <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed the episode and that you've learned something new to set you on your path to financial independence. If you love this episode, please share, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want us to go over your financial situation or have your questions answered, head on over to Nurses on Fire Podcast slash ask and have us do an analysis of your individual financial situation. And don't worry, we'll keep you anonymous. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye.